The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I say, every week we got a great show. I got a back, you know, but I still got to say, you know, having this guest on there, he, he mind-boggles me because he makes me feel young because happy young, and he's out there play today. Former NFL player, Jerry Robinson. You there, Jerry? <laughs> I'm here, brother. It's always good being on your show and talking to you, man. I'm I'm ready to roll, man. I know you got some probably some interesting things you want to talk about, so uh, let's do it. So, Jerry, I still got to mention that. I had the best time uh, last weekend. Got to get out to Denver and Father's Day and my birthday was just wonderful. Just, I mean, I mean, it was just being, you know, it's just being loved and being there and just, uh, it, it was beautiful. I, it was the best birthday and Father's Day I ever had ever. Yeah. Well, you know what, James? You know, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, there's nothing more important than family to me and being loved, man. You know, it's great being a father and, I mean, a real father, you know what I'm saying? Not just somebody that was there, helped have a child. There's more to it than just that, man. Being a father because the impression that you leave on your children, man, you know, because they are a direct reflection of you. And to me, it's really important for 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 men to step up and be good fathers and good role models because you don't want your kids looking up to somebody else to be a role model that they don't really know. You know what I'm saying? And they know you. So as far as I'm concerned, it's our responsibility to be role models for our children. Yep. All right. Well, Jerry, I got to throw you under the bus because. You know, I met you to a friend of mine, and a friend of mine I met, you know how you have people that, you know, I don't have too many friends, but uh, the people I do have, I respect, and you know, I minimize it, and I know my friend, I know he's reliable, I know he's got a good word, and he introduced me to you. Since I met you, you know, I've been talking to you, I haven't met you like personally, but talking to you inspired me in my life, and I know the guy that runs the uh, Voice America, Ray Ellis, knows you well, and he told me you're great. But you have inspired me, and, you know, you are a role model me. You made me like you say the old me, but when I talk to you every time, it's something you always throw at me that makes me think after the show, like, wow, you know, if I had him in my life earlier, there's some things I would have did different better, but, you know, you you still can learn no matter what age you are. Am I right there? 
Yeah, you're right, man. I, you know, and I appreciate that. And, you know, you're talking about Ray Ellis, you know, Ray Ellis and I go way back to the Philadelphia Eagle days, man. And Ray's a, Ray's a good man. He's a good person, man. And he saw something in you and you saw something in him. That's why we're doing what we're doing right this minute. But you know what, James, really seriously, man, I think that, uh, the men need to take a, a, a stronger, stronger stance and, and a bigger role in guiding young kids these days, whether it's girls or boys, whatever it is, because there's so much going on out there, man. You have Twitter, you have Instagram, you got Snapchat. You know, you get people doing dumb stuff that um, they need to be held accountable for, man. And every time I get a chance, and I'm sure you probably do too, man, you know, you try to pass down some wisdom, man. You know, you let these kids know. You know, it's all fun sitting there with your phone and, and all these different social media things, but you better be careful what you send. You know, when you press send and when you send it, you know, someday, and there's probably a good chance that it's going to come back on you when it comes time for a job interview. Now, these young kids may not be thinking about job interviews now, but that's why it's up to us to let them know what's in front of them. So, you know, I I, I like it. I, you know, I, I don't mind talking to anybody. I think that's, that, that's, that's one of the reasons that I'm still here today, you know, that God had a plan for me, man. And when I get a chance to talk to high school and elementary kids, and uh, I talk to them about some of the experiences I've had in my life. And uh, I hope it makes a difference. Uh, you know, they always thank me for being there. And I say, no, I want to thank you for allowing me to be here because, you know, you made my day better. So, you know, we have a bigger responsibility, man, because there's so much going on these days. Yeah. You're right, too, Jerry. And, like, you know, uh, like you said, a little bit about how you grew up, you know. What was your responsibility? Was it to, can you explain that a little bit more, Jerry? Well, when, when I was growing up? Yeah. I mean, you know, did you look at, did you have a role model? Did you think that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I got you. You know what it is, man? My mother and my father, uh, they were my role models, man, because at a young age, I learned about what the fear of God was about, and I learned about respecting my parents. And this is 2015, man, and there's a lot of that not going on these days. Uh, there's a lot of disrespect towards a lot of different things. And a lot of it, some of it, a lot of it is I see kids, the way they treat or the way they talk and respond to their parents or just people that are older than them in general. So I learned from my mom and dad, you know, you got to always respect, you always respect your elders and you treat people the way you want them to treat, treat you. And I've always been that way. And for me, it's the easiest way to go. Uh, I'm not into conflict, you know, those conflict days are over since I retired from the NFL. <laughs> you know, there's a conflict every Sunday at 1 o'clock, or sometimes Monday night football, but that's a different type of conflict. You're getting paid to handle that type of conflict. But I try to, I try to keep things simple, James. I really do, man. I, it's so much easier to smile at somebody than it is to, to walk around with, with your frown on your face. You know, I, I seriously, I try to do every day, man, when I step outside my house, man, when I go somewhere, I really try to put a smile on somebody else's face. It looks like they don't feel like smiling. 
And it just does me, it does my heart a lot of wonders. And I love little kids, man. James, you know what I'm talking about? Little kids, when a little kid look at you and they just start smiling like a little baby. Oh man, that melts my heart. I got a, I got a soft spot in my heart for little babies. Not that I won't have any more, but you know, for everybody else's babies. <laughs> hey, hey, James, yeah, I gotta, I gotta miss something to you. I kind of, I kind of use you in a way and I got to play how. When I, when I got your name, from my friend, and they said, you know, Ray, I called Ray, and Ray told me, he's like, you know what? If you ever want to pump, you know, show up and get enthusiasm and, you know, get a good feeling about, you know, get your show, you know, the Jerry is the guy. And, and since I end you on my show, every time I'm on my show, I'm so enthusiastic to do it, like you say, to talk to the young kids. So I want to tell you, you know, I can't use, but in a way, I can't use a good way to, they helped me learn to tell these kids about everything. So, you know, it wasn't a bad way, but, man, you inspired me. I mean, every time I had you, I'm like, dude, I know something you're going to say that, you know, that, you know, you're so, dude, you're so happy every time. Like, you say, you say hello to everybody. Like, when you're on the show, you all pump. Come on, brother, let's do it, you know? So I want to say thank you, man. Hey, <laughs> that's just, you know something, man? That, that That's me, man, because, you know, um, it's interesting in my situation. See, I have, I've had a total hip replacement on the right side in 06 or 08, whatever. I can't remember because I've been concussed. But anyway, the other hip has to be replaced, man. And sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm working on that right now, and there's other parts of my body that's breaking down because of the businesses I was in for 13 years in the National Football League, and I, you know, I understand that. Sometimes I just get, I get, down on myself, I get depressed and I don't get happy. And every time, it seems like every time that happens, man, God puts something in my path to make me appreciate who I am and what I have, man. I've been at stoplights before, at red lights, and I've seen people in a motorized little, you know, little, little, little cart, little car, you know, uh, and they'll go past the intersection, man. And they look as happy as can be, man. And I see people with limbs that are lost, and they seem happy. And then when that when God puts that in front of me, man, it snaps me back into being to have an attitude of gratitude. And because life is way, way, way too short, man. You know, unfortunately, man, I lost a good friend of mine on Saturday, man. He drowned in a, he was out abalone fishing Saturday, and he had a heart attack. And uh, and he didn't make it, you know. So there's a funeral I got to go to this weekend, uh, Saturday. And my high school foot, my high school basketball coach, his wife passed away last week. So there's another service coming up tomorrow. And I look at things like, you know what, Jerry, you better enjoy life while you can. You better enjoy life while you can because it can be gone. It can be taken away from you, you know, with the bat of an eye. So, James, I just try to be as positive as I can, man. I do have my moments, but when I'm talking to you and the people that are listening, man, hey, they want to hear some excitement. They want to hear the truth. That's why they tune in to your show. Yeah. You know what, Jess, since you brought that up, I know we are supposed to really talk about other stuff, but I like what we talk about. We get to, but you said something that was very interesting. I want you to, to, to help me and talk to other people that, because there was like times where, when I was done, I was hurt. I was so depressed, Jerry. I sat in the corner of my house, all the lights off, you know. And like you were saying, you know, it's like, man, I was so depressed. I was like, how could it end so quick, you know? And like, just thinking. But kind of explain that 
how a person get out of that, Jerry. And you know, cause <laughs> hey, it's 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 miserable being that depressed. You know what I'm saying? And you don't feel that people are, like looking at you the same way. Cause I'm like, man, I'm yeah. not playing ball no more. Are they gonna like me the same? You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, Jerry. You know, it's it's a dark place that a lot of people go to. You know, you and I have experienced the same thing because when it's over, it's over. And, you know, there's something about, you know, I want people to understand that, you know, being in athletics, man, you're very competitive and it's an addictive thing, man. Because for me, I enjoyed playing the game. When I was at UCLA, I was you know, converted from wide receiver to inside linebacker. Well, when I went to inside line, when I was playing wide receiver, I caught maybe two or three passes. Didn't catch many passes, man, as a freshman. But my sophomore year, I'm playing inside linebacker, and I'm making tackles all over the Los Angeles Coliseum. And you know what I remember about the first year of playing linebacker? I remember the thrill and excitement of hearing my name on that PA system and 80,000 people hearing my name. So I said, you know what? The more tackles I make, the more times I get a chance to hear my name. And, and that, that's, that, that's, that's an adrenaline rush. And that and into the pros. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. It's over. You don't hear that anymore. And it's kind of hard to get used to. And when you realize that, when I, especially when I realized that it was over and I had, a, as far as I'm concerned, a great career because I had an opportunity to have my dream as a little boy, six six, seven years old, my dream came true, so I had a chance to live it out. But it became very hard to deal with the fact that I was no longer going to hear my name being called or being part of that that team thing, you know, as that training camp, which everybody hated training camp, but we went through it. And, and the team camaraderie and the nights before the game and when you travel and when you fly on an airplane, you sit next to the same person and you normally sit in the same seat, things like that. And for me, the national anthem has always been a major part in my life. I've never been in the service. You know, my dad was in the service. But there's something about the national anthem. I remember I was playing with the Raiders. Lionel Washington, the cornerback, Greg Townsend, who was all-time leading quarterback, Jackson, we were all close friends. And we always stood on the 50-yard line. And, and the national anthem, when the national anthem was over, man, we all hugged each other and we gave each other a kiss and told each other that we loved each other. Those are the things that I don't have anymore. And it was kind of um, the realism of it, it is what it is, you know. And fortunately, um, I had people around me that I could talk to. A lot of times when, when people get into that depressed mode, hey, man, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't even want, that telephone becomes an elephant, a big, heavy, it's heavier than two or three elephants. You don't want to pick up your phone. You don't want to answer emails. And the problem is that we need to learn when to stop it. You know, we got to stop it at some point. Don't let it get too deep because you can get to a point where you can't get back. Well, let's, let's take a break. We'll come back for a break. Uh, I got to put you on the spot again, man. Just, just, just you, your life, and um, I know a lot of guys out there in uh, um, the Bay Area and all that, and uh, LA that knows you. Hey, man, you was a shit. You know, don't don't hide it, don't divide it. You was a shit, man. I like that. So we'll talk about you, man. It's all about you, Jared. And what you, about, you know, you know, you look at you laughing, but you know what? You do so much for me, man. It's like unbelievable. I mean, just the. You just don't even know. But we'll come right back and I'm gonna tell you what you do for me. I'd like to hear what what you what else you can do 
for the people out there that still stop. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And I got my guest, Jim Ref, Jerry Roberts. You feel that, Jerry? I'm here, brother. Thank you, lot. Well, Jerry, I, I want to get into you because, like I was saying, that uh, uh, you weren't no joke. You came from UCLA, you know, first round pick, first pick. You know, my question to you, Jerry, I know I know how it was when I was, I wasn't a draft pick down there, but when I played ball, you know, everybody knew me. Jerry, blah blah blah. blah and, you know, signed the autograph. You first pick, and then when those years came. You know, like when I was done, everybody like, oh, what did you play for? Who changed? You know, how did that change you from being, you know, when you first came in the league to when your career was ending and when it was done? That you know, remember that notoriety we had? And you know, so how did that make you feel? Yeah, I tell you what, that's a great question, man, James. I tell you what, man, I um. I I I love playing the game. I love the sports. I liked people. And that was a lot of fun, and I and I and I missed that. Okay, and um, that was that was an adjustment. But 
I realized that it ain't about me. You know, I'm okay. I can go into a room. I don't, it doesn't matter to me if people recognize me or not because there might be some people that do, you know. As no longer, I'm, I'm not concerned about people recognizing me or realizing what I've done because I'm okay with it, man. There are some people that have a problem with it. I don't have, this brother over here in Santa Rosa, California, up in the wine country up in here, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me, but it's really exciting when people do. You know, it, it, it's cool with that. It's like this. If I need to go, if I want to, if I need to have that feeling of people remember me and appreciating me for what I've done uh, in my football world, and I will go to an event or someplace where that's going on. And if not, then I'm just chilling, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being me, man. And um, so it, it, it's easy for me to, to deal with it because I'm not looking for it. You know, it's like, when I go to, I live up here in Northern California, so I go to a lot of Raider football games, and you know, and that's where that that joy comes in from people sharing stories about watching me play and being on a team with so and so, and they ask me about people like Bo and Howie Long and Art Shell and Al Davis and you know that kind of stuff. But you know that that's 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 there, and when I'm away from that, I'm cool, man. <laughs> I'm cool because another thing is that I don't want to always be on. You know what I'm saying, James? You know what I'm saying? I do not want to always be on. There's times when I just don't want to be on, man. I just want to chill. I want to enjoy what I'm eating. Or if I, if I go into the store to buy something, you know, I'm not there trying to get any notoriety, man. I'm in there to get what I came in there for. But if somebody say, is your last name Robinson? I'm like, yeah. I said, sure, that's cool, man. And sit there and laugh and joke. And I just move on with it. Right. And, and that's how I am. I went to a... Uh Wyoming game. I went on Saturday. I'm just sitting there, and this guy, you know, he, was, he was just looking at me. He just kept looking, and uh, I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" He say, "Can I just shake your hand?" He say, uh, "When you play here, you are so great. I just want to shake your hand." You know that type of stuff. You know you like. You know what I'm saying? But that you know, makes like, you know what? That that makes that makes you feel really, really, really good, man. And. You know, it, it's always good to go home or go back to some place where somebody knows you, and it, and, and I like it. But check this out. I was uh, about a year ago. I was doing a charity basketball game, even with my bad hip. It was, you know, raising money for some kids. But I was out there having fun, being a clown, this and that. And prior to the game, I was there with a couple, a couple of my Raider teammates and some 49er ball players. And before the game started, man. There were people that were coming up, some kids and some older people too, wanting some autographs from people and this and that, and I'm signing this and some couple other people signing. And there was uh, one particular ball player, I'm just going to leave his name out of this whole thing, but he was like, no, 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 I do that at halftime, I do that at halftime. No, 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 no. And at halftime, he was like in a hurry to get over the autograph session that we were supposed to do anyway. Like he couldn't wait for it to be over so he didn't have to deal with these people. And I remember telling him, I said, you know what? Someday, people ain't going to want your autograph. Yeah, yeah. So enjoy it while you can. But that's just my, you know, that's just me. That's how I am, man. You know, hey, uh, it's it's much easier to be happy than it is to be mad and angry and sad. (laughs) So, yeah, I didn't even think of it that way when you just said. That is true. Someday they ain't going to want your autograph. You're going to be like, Hey, you remember why I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That is a point. 
He said, you know what? We don't want to be walking around just tapping people on the shoulder saying, hey, man, do you know who I am? No, man, they'll lock you up in the nut house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that big name. Well, we were walking out to uh, Trainer Camp Field. I stayed there inside almost 4,000 um, things, man. I was just trying to get my name out there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what they're doing? That's good, man, because, you know, and I just think it's, to me, if you can write your name, write your name. You know, you yeah. might get to a point in your life where you won't even remember your name. <laughs> so write your name when you can. That's just me, man. Some people have different different thoughts on it, but me personally, man, you know what? If it's going to make somebody happy by me writing my name on a piece of paper, man, if it puts a smile on some kid's face, man, you know what? Then it's worth it because I've seen what happens when people flat out refuse to do it in a negative way, in a bad attitude way, and it's just not good because these people didn't ask to have their feelings hurt. You know, they're just, they look up to you or the team that you're on, and it's important to them, and that's how I look at it. You're right. You know, it's funny, Stan, I'm thinking about now, I'm coming off that training camp, you know, you know, you walking in and go from one practice, you know, and all people yelling, and I see all those you know, I want many, many veterans. They might find one or two keep going, you know. And like us, the rookies, now we out there. And you just see the, the smile and the cheer on people's faces, you know, you sign it. Hey, blah, blah, blah. You can scribble something, and they happy. Am I right, there? You're right. You know, you're absolutely right. You scribble right with it, but just keep moving. Just, just keep moving. You got somewhere to be, and they understand that. But, boy, when you act with some attitude and you get nasty about it, you know, words travels fast. And nowadays with all this social media stuff, man, I'm like, this, just don't be rude to somebody. Because I, when I was a kid, I had a professional athlete be very, very, very rude to me. And I'll never forget it. And I always swore that I would never be that way. And I'll, I'll never be like, if I, if I can write it, I will write it. Sometimes I got to be on the move. You know, it's like, hey, man, I got to be somewhere. Come on, walk with me. You know, if you stay with me, here we go. Let's we'll do this and do that and do it. Then I'll be gone. At least they know you made an effort to try to accommodate as many people as you could instead of just being some butthole and just blowing everybody off. I did hear that too, Jay. Somebody say, hey, walk with me. You know, y'all walk with me. You know, while he walks, he's signing. So that is a good, a good idea to do. You're right. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to leave you alone. I'm a, you know, I know I, but, but, hey, man, just hearing about what you did excites me and wish I had known you when I was playing. I definitely would have done a lot of things different, you know. You might have had a longer career, too, Jer. So. That's probably true, too, but you know what? We've all grown, man. The good thing of it is you're getting older, man, and, you know, I had to learn some things from trial and error just like we all do, man. That's good. That's good. Well, hey, man, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Shoot. Okay, yeah, shoot, man. What about, what about Diddy out there at UCLA, man? Oh, you know, it's funny. I call my... Hello? Can you hear me, Jeff? Yeah, uh, I lost you for a second. Something happened. Yeah, just for a second. But I was trying to call my friends from out there, you know, because they always blah, blah, blah. Is that crazy or what? I didn't catch the whole story. Okay, well, I, I tell you what, when I saw it on TV where 
John Jones, whatever, John John, whatever, P. Diddy Puff, that whatever, when he went off and was arrested for assault and terroristic threats, man, I was like, oh my God, man, this is gonna, this, this is gonna have some serious ramifications on both sides, his side and the, and his son's side. And it's literally this way. I know that's your son, man. I don't know what was said in that weight room. I don't know how it went down. Uh, there's more to it. And all I know is that as his son, okay, here you are. You got it. No, you have to deal with these other players, your teammates on this football field, on the football field, in the classroom, and in the weight room, wherever it may be. Then you got to deal with the coaches too, man. So I'm more like, the, what type of effect is this going to have on his son? You know, hey, uh, just... let me cut you off because I want you to answer before you say it. Before you answer, I got to ask you a question. How many times, Jerry, have we had a coach in our face and tell us, blah, 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 you ain't that? Long as he put your hand on you, you got to take that abuse. Am I right, Jerry? You, can't you are 100%. You can say what you want to say. I, you, I thick skin. I can handle that. But boy, don't put your hands on me now. You cross the line, and that's part of the game, man. And, and you know, the coaches coach differently. James, you know that, man. Some of them are quiet. Some of them are yelling. Some of them are screamers. Screamers. And you just, it's something that, you know, hopefully you don't have to go through that. But during, if you have a long career, maybe it could be a short career, you know, you could run across a coach like that, man. And it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just part, of the, part of the business that you're in. I got, I got two-part questions for you, Jerry. I went up to Wyoming a couple of years ago, and I was talking to my receiver coach. He ain't not leaving now, but he's like, you know what, loving? He say, these kids are different from when you guys. We got coach them like they're babies. Your baby said you can't yell at them. I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, you know, he said, if you yell at them, he said, I had a, a, the best receiver here leave and go home because we yelled at them. He said, you got to treat them like kids. I go, why? He said, they're different now. Yeah, you know, when we played, it was rough. You got to yell that call. You ain't you sorry. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what is the change of sports? I mean, I mean, now, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Not only did you might get yelled at, they might even show up at your house. You might even get a phone call. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just a different society now, man. Um, things are different. They're just totally different. Uh, the game is different. The game is changing. Um, I think a lot of kids might feel that they're entitled to certain things instead of having to work their butt off for it like we used to. And um, it, 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 it is really, truly different. And even in the pros, man, I had a friend of mine that was, a, that was one of the coaches uh, with the Raiders, man, and he was telling me a couple of years ago when he was there that these players can get you fired in a heartbeat because they make so much money, they act like they don't have to listen to you as the assist, you know, as the position coach. They can go directly to the head coach or go directly to the owner these days. And it wasn't like that back in the day. You know, back in the day, your coaches, I've, I've always felt this way. I have always had respect for my coaches, whether it was a head coach or a position coach, because that's the way I was brought up. That's how I learned the game. And if they, if they get on you, they're on you for a reason. And it's because you're not doing something right. And all they want you to do is just do it right, because it's going to make not only you better, it's going to make the entire team better. Yeah, you said something good, though, when you said that. And, and, and 
it, it makes me think, like you said back, that, you know, when you have these coaches and they bring these people in, I talked to a guy, and uh, we're not changing the sport, but LeBron. LeBron don't have no respect for that coach. He said he make more than that. You know what I'm saying? So how do you how do you coach somebody when they don't have no respect? And the kids, like you say, Sam, you know, why are you trying to coach me, you know? I'm better. Y'all need me here. How do you deal with that? You know, that situation with LeBron, it's like if I'm a coach, if you don't respect me, I'm not going to be there because I'm not going to put up with it. As a man, I'm not going to put up with it. I don't care who you are. I don't care what type of talent you have. Look here, I got to live with me a hell of a lot longer than I got to live with you. And for me, as an individual, as a person, I would not, I would not be able to handle somebody uh, disrespecting me or trying to show me up in the media or social media, whatever it may be, I wouldn't have it. I just wouldn't have it. This is 2015, which is way different than 1975. <laughs> and I tell you what, you know, there's some coaches, though. There, there's some coaches. I mean, you, you can't mess with Popovich. You can't, you, you know, no, 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 no. Certain coaches, you can't mess with Phil Jackson. You know, you couldn't mess with, you couldn't mess with Pat Riley. You know, there's certain coaches that just have it. They don't care who you are. And that's the thing of it is, is when some of these players, when they think they're bigger than the game or they're bigger than their coaches, man, they act out. And, 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 and you know, nothing happens to them. And as, you know, in Cleveland, man, <laughs> that situation right there, I understand LeBron's a great ball player, man, this and that, but, you know, just out of respect for, for your head coach, things there's a few things that could have been handled differently and without even the media even knowing about it. And unfortunately, it got out. And But, hey, man, I'm always respecting my head coach. You know, listen, James, I'll tell you what, man. All the coaches that I've ever played for, man, head coaches and assistant coaches and high school coaches, to this day, today is what? Wednesday? Today Wednesday? Yeah. Today, if I ran across one of my coaches, I would always call him coach. I would always call him coach whatever. And that's the respect that I have for them today is the same respect I had for them back then because I was always taught to respect your elders and those people that are in authority, those people that are in charge of whatever you're doing. If you're working for somebody, you have to respect those people. That's all it is, man. Uh, it's just different now, uh, you know. I wouldn't change now, you know, even if I was making all that kind of money because, you know, money don't make the man and it don't make me. And I just think that I was, I was brought up, like I said, by my mom and my dad, man. And there's some things that just don't change. I feel very fortunate that my two daughters are just like me because I'm just like my mom and my dad. And it, it, it really feels really good when, because my daughters went to Jackie, my daughter Jackie, she went to University of Florida years ago on a volleyball scholarship. She was like one of the ten top recruits in the whole nation. And Jill went to University of Miami. And you know, I've been, I've been to Florida, been to Miami, been to Miami, been to Gainesville several different times, man. And to watch my kids when they were when they were playing, they you know they have children now, and just to hear people come up when people come up to me and talk about not about how great they were as athletes, but when they would say. 
you, your daughter is the best. She's one of the nicest people and kindest people I've ever met. That does a whole hell of a lot for their dad because I know that me and their mother did something right. So, you know, being able to pass something good down is really important. Yeah. You're right. About I'm, that. Just, I'm just running off. And, I'm just going, man. I'm just, yeah, I always get excited when I talk to you, man. I, I really do because, you know, I don't know what you're going to ask me, but every time you ask me something, you give me stuff that I can expound upon, man. So, you know, I, hey, I love being on your show, brother. Hey, I don't know how because, like I said, we talked earlier about what we were going to talk about. We ain't talked about that now because. <laughs> I know it. I know. <laughs> Every time I bring somebody just, just to hear you talk, I'll be like, I'm just saying, thinking like, wow, that's like, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I can, like, it's like you say, you owe me, but, man, I have so much respect for you because, man, you've been there, done that. You know how it is there. You know how it is when you ain't there. You know how, and you tell, you tell it real. You know, what, James, I don't mind. I don't mind talking about it, man. I, I just don't, you know. And you know, I'm one of those. I, I try to be one of those people that, you know, my words not the gospel. My words, this is my experience. I'm just sharing what's going on with me, and I and I'm very fortunate, James, to be able to have had great role models, people in my life, that you know what you're hearing from me. It it has been taught from other people. You know, and I, I'm just very, I'm very fortunate in to have that man. I just try, I just try to pass it on to other people. And James, it's our responsibility, man, to pass on not only good things that we've learned. We still need to pass on some of the, some of the bad things from bad decisions that either we've made or we know somebody else has made, so we can stop, hopefully, and prevent somebody else from going down that road. Because as you know, James, as well as I do. You and I can go out to a school and talk to a group of kids about the same things that the mother and father have been talking to them about. They'll listen to us, even though their mom and dad's been telling them that. They'll listen to us because we have that athletic career and that athletic resume. So I feel it's important, man. Every time you get a chance, or listeners that are, that are listening that are athletes or whatever, you get a chance to go out and talk to a group of kids, man. You're making a difference in somebody's life. You may not touch everybody, but Lord have mercy, if you can put your hands on one of them, you know, there's a, there's a place in the sky for you every time you do that. You know what I mean? There's a bigger spot for you. Jerry, Jerry listen to me. Uh, uh, Kev, you listen. I don't want to break. I want to keep going to the end of the show, but. Listen to this, and I want you, my question, you got to listen to it first, Gary, then my question will come after. What I want from you is, I was sitting here at my parents' house, and uh, I'm going to be moving. So I was looking at these people, uh, lawn service, kind of people across the yard, grass. I called them over, and I said, hey, you know, how much y'all charge? And he told me, I said, you know, my parents said, yeah, I know your parents real well. I said, well, I believe I want to know how much it is, so make sure that grass be cut. Cause I, I'm the one who take care of while I'm here. But I said, he said, let me tell you something about your parents. He said, when I first started my business, I had one lawn. One lawn, it was your dad. He said, and my lawnmower kept breaking down. He said, your dad drove up. He said, he didn't know what I was going through. He got out of the car. He said, young man, come here. I walked over. He said, I don't know what you're going through, but he said, if you keep Try to put you ever to a guy going to make a way for you. He said, now he got over 200 lawns. 
He said, that's what my dad said to him inspire him. My question to you, Jerry, is what role model inspires you? And it could be somebody like, it ain't got to be a football player or a great athlete, but we look at everybody, you know, a role model got to be somebody, a, a football player or a celebrity. It don't have to be that. Look what that, that young man, my dad, did for that young man. You know, and he got over 200-something yards now, yards to cut, and it is business. You know what I'm saying? Isn't mm-hmm. that what we look for? And is, is that a wonderful story, Jerry? That is an awesome story, man. That's a story. That that story right there puts a smile on God's face every time you tell it and every time he tells it. And for me, as a kid, man, you know, athletes love Willie Mays, man. Love, love Willie Mays, man. I, I always have and I always will. But my my mother has always been my role model because mom would always do. She showed me and my brother the value of hard work and what it was like to have a family and what it was like to sit down every night and have dinner, even though my mom would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and catch a bus from Santa Rosa to Marin County to go clean somebody's house and come back home but still make dinner for us. And my mom would, during the summertime, we'd go pick apples and pick prunes. Well, guess what? It was, it was, in the summertime, it was so we could have school money for school clothes. But what happened, happened is that every time at the end of the summer, my mom would take her money and give us her money and combine it with ours. She just wanted to show us how hard, how important it was to get up, be accountable, go to work, and be, be about something. So my real role model, man, my whole life, and the person that taught me what I know today and what I can share with people has been my mother, man. And I've been very fortunate because not everybody has that, man. It's just not, you know, you know God just said, you know, I'm going to take care of Jerry because he's going to need some help. So <laughs> I was born into this family, man, and my mama has always been the one because not only did she love us to death, she was also there to show us right from wrong, and there were consequences and to me, you can't get anything greater than that, man. And, you know, so my role model started in my house. I was very fortunate, man. I'm not like some of these kids. Their role models are athletes and entertainers where you have no idea what these damn people are doing when they're off stage and when the clock runs zero zero and the game is over. And then all of a sudden, they get into trouble somewhere along the line. And you, as a young kid, your heart is just broken and shattered. You can't believe he did this, and your mom and the, and the mother and the father are mad. No, be mad at yourself, mom and dad, for allowing your kid to think so highly of someone else, to put somebody in front of God and you to idolize. That's the problem because, you know what, if you're good in your home, if you raise your family, man, with the ideals and the moral values that you have, if you do it right, your kids will have it, man. James, that's why that story you just told, man, it touches my heart, man. It really does, man. I mean, that's why you are who you are because of your father, man, that type of man, that, that, that God-fearing and giving and loving type of person, you know. And that's an awesome story. Just like when I was sharing with you about when I hear people talk about the kindness that comes from my kids and the happiness and the joy and the things that they've done to bring happiness to people. That's important to me because 
it validates the fact that I did something good, James. I really did. And that makes me feel real good, man. Matter of fact, I'm about to get choked up, so I'm going to cut that short. But it just, it just, I get really emotional. Uh, I'm an emotional person anyway. I feel that you can't be, I've always played the game with emotion, man. If you don't have any feelings or emotions, I don't want to play with you. But you don't care. You don't care. If it don't hurt when you lose, you don't care. I don't want to be around you. And if you don't shed tears in great moments of great victory and, and, and overcome obstacles, if you can't share the feelings that I have, then we ain't going to be on the same team. So, like I said, I'm an emotional brother, man. I'm a happy brother, man. And when I hear stories like you just told me about your dad and the neighbor, man, that's an awesome story, man, because there's not, there's not enough of those stories going on out there, though. But you know what, though? You're just probably just like him, man, and my kids are just like me, man. And I do know one thing. I know how my kids will handle a situation where somebody needs help or somebody needs a helping hand or somebody needs a phone call or whatever that is because I've done it because I was taught by my parents and I've passed this on to mine. And, you know, you're direct, you know, from your father, man, from your, from your family, man. We are who they are. And uh, I truly like I love that story, man. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, like I say, my parents have married this May for 60 years. Wow. Um, How many? 60 years, May 27th. You know what, James? There's people nowadays, they ain't even married for 60 days. <laughs> but you know what? The guy told me, he said, you let me know when you leave. He said, they ain't got to pay. I'm going to make sure they take care of And he walked out. He said, you ain't got to take nothing else from me. You let me know when you leave town, move. They will be taken care of. And that's the stuff that you remember, you know, like you say, from your mom. And your, you remember that one thing to say that you, you can always bring up and talk about. This just happened not even an hour ago, Jerry. I didn't know, you know. But, you know, wow. now I know the rest of my life. I know I already knew my life before how my parents were, you know, my dad. Is. But now, you know, it's like, man, yeah, like you say, I was choked up when the guy was telling me that. Mm-hmm. He's like, Do you know what your parents are? I'm like, I know how my parents are. He's like, let me tell you something. He's like, I had one yard. I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow, man. James, that's a, you know what, man? That, that, that That's an awesome story, man. And I love stories like that, man. You know, and I'm glad you heard that, man, because you need to know how, I mean, your parents are your parents, but you need to know how wonderful they are, man. You know, they're not going to say, that, yeah, I'm wonderful. No, when you hear it from somebody else telling a story about something awesome that they did, man, it just puts a smile on your face, man, and some tears in your eyes, but there's a smile on your face and your heart's just pounding, man, because, they're your parents. Yeah, we don't have a time we got left, but I can't let you go without Spygate. They went in there trying to get the decision. What do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we play the ball. What do you think gonna happen? Come on. <laughs> hey, James, you want to go to a commercial, or you want to do? You want to run over right now? I don't want no commercial on that. Come on, man. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> You know, you know what's gonna happen. I think what's gonna happen, man, because because Brady is, you know, I mean, he's he's concerned about his name and his legacy, man. And he didn't want to be considered as a cheater, man, and or anything to do with that. Okay, 
Now, he's willing to take this as far as he has to take it. And I heard somebody this morning, and they said something that I agree with. You know, I could see if the commissioner said, you know what, I tell you what, man, I'm going to give you one-game suspension, but that would be, in Tom's eyes, admitting guilt. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a letter right here exonerating you from all of that. Okay? That Okay, but... In the, I don't know, James. I'm up here talking like I know what I'm talking about. I really don't know, man. I have I have no idea, but I do believe a decision's gonna come down pretty soon, man. Because, uh, but the, the deal of it is, Tom could get one game because he wasn't forthcoming, man. He did not help them with that. I can understand giving you something because of that. You did not cooperate fully with us. Therefore, we'll give you 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 got at least one game. But you're not admitting to guilt. It's just that you just weren't cooperative. We're not saying you're guilty of any deflation. We're saying that you're guilty of not coming forward and giving us what we needed. You know, if they can clear his name some kind of way, man, then, you know, because, hey, man, I almost called him Roselle. Lord have mercy, that's how old I am. God dang. Goodell's in one of those spots, man. You can't just let him off the hook with nothing. <laughs> hey, but but my Jerry, but my question is: Is it only because it's Tom Brady? That's what I want to say. Is it because it's Tom Brady? Well, it's Tom and the Patriots and the whole nine yards. But you know, hey man, hold on, James. Remember now, Super Bowl champs, meaning the Patriots, MVP. Tom Brady, you know, there's a lot of headlines behind this whole thing. Something has to be done. Something has to be done. Now, like I said, Tom took it to a whole other level. You know, they've been reporting that Tom don't care if you take it from four to two. He, he, he don't want any. But you know what, though? I understand he doesn't want any. But he's not going to get no suspensions. He's going to at least get one. I can see him going one because of the fact that you did not you want uh, cooperating with us, okay? That's it. I can see that. And that's, that's, that's not saying that you were guilty of deflating the ball or you knew this and that. We're not saying that. We're going to clear you of that. You are suspended because you did not cooperate correctly and properly the way you were supposed to. Yeah, but look what happened. What, what Super Bowl was that? What Super Bowl? Well, they called that the Brady call. Remember that? And everybody like, oh, you can't touch Brady. There's a new rule they made with the quarterback. Remember that? Yeah. What was <laughs> yeah that? Oh, yeah, hitting below the knee or something like that. I don't know what it was, something. Look how Brady always been baby, or is it, like you say, New England that been baby. You know what New England like this. James, New England like this. You know this, man. Bill Belichick, man, this dude know the rules, man. He'll get a, here's rule what so-and-so, so-and-so. Okay, well. The Patriots and Belichick, man, they'll take that rule to the limit. Matter of fact, they'll take it to the line and they'll stand on top of that line of that rule, man. Okay, they 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 push the rules. They always have, man. You know, they get caught. Okay, okay, we pay this, we pay that, then they move on. Then there's something else that they're involved in. That's just that's just, that's the way they are. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. I think, like you say, he got. You know, I will stick with the games you gave him. You know, he didn't cooperate. Cooperate, we asked you, you know. But, yeah, look at, too, you got some ball boys that got fired because of what they did for Brady. 
Come on. I, they didn't do that on their own, Jerry. They was yeah, no. right? I, I, I would. I, you know what, James? I, we need to hear from the ball boys. I would, I'd like to have the ball boys go to the commissioner's office. I really would. <laughs> but I'm going to get fired, and I was told to do this, right? That's what Jerry, I would tell them. I said, look here. It's Tom and Giselle's fault. It ain't mine. I just lost my $24,000 a year job. You think I would just give that up unless I was told to? No, there's, there's more to it. You know, it gets deeper, deeper. When it all boils down, though, James, this boy is going to get suspended for at least a game, man. He, he has to. He can't just walk clean from this because of what you just, one of the reasons is because of what you just said. I mean, come on, man, this goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Okay, we got all, all this People saying this and people saying that, that. Okay, check it out. We are going to suspend you. You're not getting out of this scot-free. It's not going to happen. You will be suspended for one game because of the fact that you were not cooperative. You didn't cooperate with us. You didn't give us everything we needed to get, okay? So we had to bring you in here, and now we got nobody wants to go to court. They don't want to take it to the next level. Nobody does. They just don't. I mean, the, the league is suffering enough, man. And I think they're, you know, commissioners probably be saying, you know what, Tom, we don't want to take this here. I don't think you want to take it there. But you weren't very forthcoming. You were not up front, and you did not cooperate with us the way we wanted you to. Therefore, we're going to reduce this four games to one game. So what, Tom? You get $480,000 a game. Okay, we're going to, instead of you losing, what, $1.7 million or almost $2 million, it'll just be $480,000. You'll make it back up in a commercial. Don't worry about it. If you need some money, borrow some from your wife. She makes more money than you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, dear, I want to thank you again, man, Ben, on the show. And I always call you last minute. You're always there for me, man. You know, hey, I owe you big time, man. Just. The knowledge you give me and all that, man. Hey, keep doing it, Jerry. All right, but hey, man, you owe me nothing, man. As long as you remain my friend, man, that's all a brother needs, man. Hey, man, and God bless you, man. And once again, man, your dad's an awesome dude, brother. Thank you, Jerry. All right, buddy. Hey, y'all take it easy out there. <laughs> take care, dude. All right. All right. Bye-bye. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.